0: Apparently, I said Baker's starting for the Browns, going to the break. Sorry. He's actually going to start for both teams.
1: Reports in from Brett McMurphy. He's starting, yes, for both. Thank you.
0: No, here's how the report from Brett McMurphy would go. Baker's having a meeting with the Browns. Apparently, (laughs) neither the Cleveland Browns owner, general manager, nor uh, head coach will be there, but Baker will be there.
1: The Haslam's don't know, which actually would kind of be right on
0: cue for the Haslam's. I went back and I watched that press conference. By the way, just so you're – just so we're clear, it is Carolina where Baker Mayfield is going to be named the starting quarterback. But I went back and rewatched some of those press conferences from the Haslam's and the entire Browns organization. What a bad look, man! What a bad look. I'd be embarrassed if I was a Browns fan. See the the picture from the game that was making the rounds, where I, I guess it was like a father and a son. And the, it had a it dropped an f bomb. was like, bleep them, basically a, a bad word for women, and oh. the kid is like holding a free to Sean Watson sign. It's a, oh man, really bad. Ew. I mean, it's one thing to be a troll on on Facebook or Twitter. It's another thing to try to take it to that level. Stop it. We're. I know this sounds a little bit weird, but we're all better than that, or at least we should be.
1: Yeah, you'd hope. And, look, not that we need to do a 56-minute discourse this morning. We could. On Deshaun Watson, but if you don't understand that things weren't totally on the up-and-up with Deshaun Watson, then probably you're not paying attention. Yeah,
0: not at all. You want to do the – Insert
1: somebody's joke on the up-and-up comment there, by the way. I know,
0: right? You want to do the top five stories of the day? Uh, let's do just that. All right, so let me get a, a couple of uh, announcements out of the way. Welcome to Hour 3 of The Plank Show. It's brought to you by Roof Tech of Oklahoma, locally owned and operated for 30 years. Call Josh Tucker to Roof Tech for all of your roofing needs, 405-703-4245. They guarantee the highest quality workmanship in the roofing industry, which gets us to Newcastle Casino Top 5 Stories of the Day. Happy hour, Monday through Friday, 3 to 6 at Newcastle Casino, the best reels in town, conveniently located off I-44 at exit 107. Big story number five. Number five. All right, I wanted to throw a bunch of tidbits in here, get us caught up on some things. There's a little breaking news in the NBA this morning. There is a new team that has been added to the potential suitors for one Kevin Durant, which went from being the hottest, most talked about story to – Absolutely nothing. Nada. Zippo. Zilch. Memphis. The Memphis Grizzlies, according to Shams, have shown an interest in Kevin Durant. Yeah, John Morant with uh, Kevin Durant. The Grizzlies have five first-round picks to theoretically utilize in a Kevin Durant trade, but sources say... Five awful first-round picks, right? Yeah. That they will not make Jaron Jackson Jr. or Desmond Bain available. I will say this. The Nets have played the long game, and it's going to be a minute before they get this done. In fact, some even theorize that because it's not done yet, there could be some sort of reconciliation between the Nets and Kevin Durant. But breaking news from Sham Sharania: Kevin Durant still very much wants out of Brooklyn and Memphis. Memphis is interested now. The question becomes: Would Kevin Durant want to go to Memphis?
1: Yeah, I, it would be similar would. to where he started. Yeah. Meanwhile, um, and actually, the you know centerpiece, kind of similar to the centerpiece that he started
0: with with Russell Westbrook. Do you want to get triggered as a as an Oklahoma City Thunder fan? Sure. Why not? Uh, I'm going to send you – last night I had some free time, which very rarely happens. So I started listening to the Bill Simmons podcast again. To me, Simmons is good in season for the NBA. But he basically defends every move that Kevin Durant made. And it's kind of frustrating to listen to it because there's a part of it where you're like, So I'm going to send you that, and you listen to it tonight. Interesting. D- does he still have that name that he
1: refers to Oklahoma
0: City by? Oh, does he?
1: Seattle Zombies or something? What was it? <laughs> I forgot about
0: that. Is I don't know. he still doing that? I don't know. He's got some dude on his podcast with him that I've never – I'm listen, I'm around overcussers a lot, right? He's got some dude on his podcast that was such an overcusser even I was like, bro, it's – It's it's okay. Relax, dude. It's okay to mix in an on F bomb every now and then. You're cool. I think you're cool. You don't have to drop the F bomb every other word to to show me how cool you are. Bleeping Kevin Durant. I mean, it's like, gosh, dude. He's so good. Kevin Durant to Memphis now being rumored. And then uh, non NBA news. Don't forget Oklahoma Volleyball starts things off this Friday against Gonzaga at home And OU Soccer. 0-1-1 to start the season. Tough loss 2-1 yesterday to Nebraska. All right, big story number four. Number four. The big story that breaks this morning, Baker Mayfield named the starting quarterback for the Carolina Panthers in their opener of the 2022 season against the Cleveland Browns. Josh, surprise level on Baker Mayfield being named the starter in Carolina. Oh, not at
1: all. Are you kidding me? This is uh, a coach in Matt Rule that's trying to save his job. Right. And I think we said from day one, basically petitioned the front office to go make a move to get me a better starting quarterback. right? Don't sit here and make us tank for one of these quarterbacks in this upcoming draft. I want to win, and I want to win right now. And the front office obviously was receptive to that. They went and got him, Baker Mayfield. And really, Baker and Matt Rule are kind of in the same situation. Fighting for their futures, right? Fighting yep. for their
0: jobs. Do, do you know what's interesting? I am, um, I obviously overcover the uh, NFL draft, and we, the royal we, seem to have this theory that CJ Stroud and Bryce Young, like a laundry list of quarterbacks. We tend to have this theory, Josh, that those two guys are just slam dunk top picks in the drafts. So like, look out. Do you know who's not saying that? People with NFL teams right now. So, and when I say people with NFL teams, I mean scouts. I mean the buzz that you're getting from the early. Look, now it's very unfair because the season hasn't started yet, and nobody would have had Baker Mayfield or Kyler Murray or even Joe Burrow as the top pick in three of the last four NFL drafts based on what they were thinking before the season started, right? So, we can't get too carried away. And Sam Darnold would have been the top pick. Sam Darnold would be the top pick in eight straight years of the draft if you're Todd McShay. So maybe for Carolina they look at it and say, is it? Is there an Andrew Luck or a Trevor Lawrence? And really, can we be sure that they're going to be the key to, to turning this franchise around? Now let's go get Baker and let's see what happens. I love it. So Baker named the starter. Meanwhile, according to his head coach, Todd Bowles, Tom Brady will be back this week. This was Todd Bowles yesterday at uh, Bucks camp. Like I said
1: a week and a half ago. I said he'll be back this week. So my, you know that hadn't changed. We expect him back this week.
0: Everything about this is weird. I mean, I first of all, it Tom Brady leaves, leaves camp in the middle of camp. Then after he leaves, it comes out like, oh no no no, we we had been planning on this. Well, why wasn't it talked about? Yeah. Right? Why wasn't it ever brought up? Because you would think, if it was talked about and and it was coming, then there would have been a hey, Tom's going to leave us, you know, midpoint of camp. I you sent me down that rabbit hole on Friday, man. Masked
1: singer. I, I've kind of made a one eighty on this thing. With oh, Tom go Brady. ahead. I the more I've thought about it, it's just out of character for him to have missed uh, this portion of preseason camp, and it does kind of. Let me, Like, if there's one guy that I wouldn't worry about, well, it's the guy that's won more Super Bowls than anybody else, right? And Tom Brady. He probably doesn't need preseason camp. I get it. And I'm the same guy that trashes all over preseason football games. But it does feel out of left field for Tom Brady to not be totally dialed in to what's – like, the OTAs is one thing. OTAs, it's so far away from the start of the season – but you get into preseason camps and joint practices, and all of a sudden Tom Brady's not around for that. Is he totally mentally there for this season? I think that's a fair question to ask. Is he the same dialed in as Tom Brady we've seen in the past? Keep in mind, this is somebody, planked that retired and then unretired this offseason. And now he's going to miss parts of training camp? It's just... It's weird for Tom Brady. It's not something we've seen him do, and probably by week seven or eight, it's going to turn around. And you could say, "Well, why the hell was anybody concerned about Tom Brady missing two weeks it's of training true. camp?" I'm just saying, I I do kind of have it earmarked as, huh? Interesting. Maybe
0: we need to revisit
1: this in the future.
0: I would love it though if on the next episode of The Masked Singer, the helmet comes off or the 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 hood comes off and it's him. We're like, oh. The Reddit guy was
1: right. And then he stinks this season, and we can all say, hmm, he probably shouldn't have done Masked
0: Singer. What'd you make of this?
1: I I worked to put that deal together for Brady and Gronk to come to the Raiders. And it was almost a done deal. And at the last minute, Gruden blew the deal up and said that he didn't want him. And whoa, all hell broke loose, man. It, It was crazy, and... And, and Brady was already looking at houses, and it wasn't being said yet that Gronk was coming. So Las Vegas would have had Brady and Gronk the year that the Bucks won the Super Bowl, except Gruden blew the deal up. And there's so much story that goes along with this behind the scenes. I don't know how – I don't know if I totally buy that as complete fact. I, I – We kind of knew, though, that Brady was very, very interested in Las Vegas. Did we not? I mean, that was well-reported and considered to be the case in that particular moment. I don't know, though, that I just hear that and say, okay, slam dunk, that's absolutely true. I believe that Gruden maybe tilted it away from potentially happening. Right. But ultimately, would Tom Brady have absolutely no doubt signed or – Made his deal with the Las Vegas Raiders? I don't know, man. I mean, Tampa Bay got a pretty damn good roster that he signed on with. Well, here's,
0: to me, here's what I think. I was listening to John Middlecoff this morning, and I know naturally there would be some people like, oh, Plank just got to make you so mad. They had a chance to get Brady. and Yeah, sure, you know, you'd like that. I think it would have been a disaster. I just, I don't think it would have gone well. Um, I know that's easy to say because it didn't happen, but Brady went to the Buccaneers who had a championship defense. They had they had Devin White. they had Dominicn Sue. They had some studs on that front. Jason Pierre Paul, I think was still there. Absolute studs, so they had him. Yeah, they needed somebody to come in and not throw 30 interceptions. The Raiders did not. The Raiders defense stinks. and I don't think he and Gruden would have got along well. Now, you know, you, you think about what's the th- what's it called? the Butterfly effect. Right. So then maybe if if Brady comes to the Raiders, they probably trade carr to either Indy or New England. So New England probably doesn't end up with Mac Joe. I mean, there's all kinds of different things. Everything's that, different. Right. Everything's different. But I'm gonna tell you right now, man, it is it is interesting to think of and I still everyone's like, Oh, so I guess it was Derek Carr when he's like that MF or I still don't think it was Derek Carr. I still think it was Jimmy G in San Francisco. Because if Dana White's saying that he negotiated the deal and they were looking for houses, well, who's to say that Brady wasn't also looking at houses in the Bay Area? I mean, it wasn't just the Raiders that were among the finals for him. And apparently he wanted to go to San Francisco. He wanted to go to San Francisco. He wanted to go to, he, to Miami. He wanted to go to Miami. He needed to be talked into Vegas. I, I mean, do I think that there's something to it? You bet. Absolutely. But I don't know if it was as, as far down the road as, like, he's coming. Vic tafer has got a great article on it if you want to nerd out about it. But, again, big story number four, Brady missing in camp. Reaction to uh, Dana White's report. And Baker named the starting quarterback for the Carolina Panthers in week one. Big story number three. Number three. Gotta hustle. Gotta hustle. Big story number three. game week. Oh, I'm sorry. Quarterback moves. Quinn Ewers named the starting quarterback of Texas. Tyler named the starting quarterback at Texas Tech. And it looks like, according to a report this morning, get this, get this, Sonny Dykes thinks that all three quarterbacks will play against Colorado. So open competition versus the Buffs oh, uh, also said the staff will start deciding on more depth chart questions on Thursday. um, And then this morning, just moments ago, Steve Sarkeesian said, quote, about Quinn, you were starting. We're going to have some growing pains. We're not only young at quarterback, we're young as a team. I still think we're a pretty good team. I don't think that will stop Chip Brown from predicting Texas to go undefeated again this year. Something just happened?
1: <laughs> yeah, what What was that?
0: Is it playing on my computer?
1: I I don't know. I don't know what that was. Scared the hell out of me,
0: Me too. That really frightened me. (laughs) All right. Big story number two. Number two. Game week. Game week. This Saturday, you get Nebraska and Northwestern. But, of course, we've already had all of our fun with Nebraska. Nebraska thanks to uh, how hard they're working this offseason. Now, speaking of quarterback moves, Josh, Scott Frost did name his starting quarterback on Saturday. Talking
1: to the offensive staff about it, Casey's going to be the guy. There's no substitute for having played a lot of college football, and he's got a really good feel for the pocket, throws well. He's doing a really good job with our run stuff, and that was a little bit new to him. Uh, but he's picked that up real well. He's he's a football savvy kid.
0: But of course, the big story from Scott Frost in Nebraska camp was this. I,
1: I laugh with the guys because there's about probably 15 to 20 vomits every day from <sighs> offensive linemen, and it isn't because they're not. It's not because they're not in shape. Uh, he's just working them hard. I think they love it.
0: Do um, Hm They're throwing up, so they must love it. But I will say, I did kind of laugh in some of the comments uh, in the Twitter comments. These poor children, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, calm down, lady. He's- it's football, people. It's football, but I don't really know if that's what you want to be hanging your hat on. Nebraska, Northwestern. I think Nebraska leaves tomorrow for Ireland. Um, UTEP, North Texas, Hawaii, Vanderbilt. Not necessarily jaw-dropping matchups, Illinois, Wyoming, but it should be a fun Week Zero in on Saturday, which gets us to big story number one. Number one. Number one. Number one. Number one. All right, we're pushing it. Big story number one, OU Practice Report. If you missed hour one, if you missed hour one, don't miss hour one of the show. Ever. We went 45 minutes nonstop. Well, we didn't go commercial free, but it will be on the uh, podcast page. Indeed, indeed. Talking notes from the weekend. Things that we caught from Sooner Camp and my conversation with Coach Venable's on Saturday night. So that's uh, available on the podcast page as soon as we wrap up. But when we come back... Let's talk a little bit more about it. Plus, your air comfort solutions and texts on a busy Monday on the Plank Show. Sports Talk Barry is at it again, Josh. Oh, he's back? For those that aren't familiar, make sure I give proper context. I just try to make sure I give as much show context as possible. Can't have people like Las Vegas sooner mad at me. Um, Sports Talk Barry was the guy that became famous with some of the fake trades, yeah. But I think Colin Ka- Kaepernick to the Jets was a rather famous one. His incessant hate of Tom Brady. And then fabricating quotes that are so outlandish and then watching blue checks fall for it. Only then to see even how more outlandish those quotes become as the thread continues. Did he sort of pioneer that? I think he was. I think Sports Talk Barry was the king. Uh, He used, and and what he'll do is he'll use, because people aren't smart enough to check for the blue check, right? I mean, it's like, at least look for that. Barry Johnson, NFL insider. I don't know who he is, but here's the quote. According back to Sean Watson on Tom Brady taking an 11 day vacation, Dairy training camp. Oh, no. It's really inappropriate and disrespectful. I'm a competitor. I would never take time off to get massages in the Bahamas at the expense of my teammates. Massages are not my thing anyway, anymore. And it's got like 700 likes already oh, and comments from, I can't believe this. <laughs> How do people
1: still fall for these? It's fascinating
0: and hilarious. Hilarious. Um, Do you want to reset any of the stuff we talked about. But you know what, you know what might be good is just hit the Air Comfort Solutions text line. 405-651-3439. That's 405-651-3439. I I,
1: I do I do want to hit okay, a couple ahead. of things that you mentioned from earlier. Okay. Did you mean to say that Deshaun White is impressing at the Cheetah?
0: Uh I heard Teddy mentioned there was a possibility that really? he could do that. Yeah. See,
1: that that is a big surprise, I think. Is it not that he's kind of getting moved around a little bit? Is that – Teddy would be a good person, I guess, to ask well, he's about not, this. Well, he's
0: not an inside backer anymore.
1: Wow. So, Yo, they're thinking of
0: Guaybu and Stutzman or what? I think that's your two starters on the inside right now.
1: And based on what we're hearing about Justin Harrington, I mean, look, is he going to start at one of the safety spots or the cheetah there? I mean, is Deshaun White not going to start for this team?
0: i I think – you know, I'm going to have to look just to – and, and, and again, Teddy would be the guy to ask. But Deshaun, there's three guys that I feel pretty good saying they're going to start somewhere, right? Um, I think Deshaun White's going to start somewhere. I think Justin Harrington's going to start somewhere. And I know David is going to start on the inside. So those are three guys. Everything else, I don't know. Bowman? I think Bowman's got a chance. But, you know, it, it was interesting because of one of the early – Text that we got to the show, let me see if I can find this real quick. Thank you for the prep page um, text groove. It makes things a lot easier on this show. He had he had brought up Key Lawrence. Here you go. David from Norman. Good question. Coming out of spring ball, most people had Key Lawrence penciled in as a starter at safety. Since then, I haven't heard his name mentioned even once. Did BV mention Key? Yeah, he did. He did. He absolutely did. Um, and, you know, that's, you know, that's part of the problem. <laughs> Quinn's in. My man Quinn's in on Sports Talk Barry with us. If Quinn's in on it, then I think we're good. Yeah. That's my guy. It, that, that's my gauge. If something, if I think it's funny, if Quinn thinks it's funny, cool then meter. it's funny. Yeah, he's my cool meter. Um, But back to, to Key Lawrence. It's part of the problem when you start mentioning a guy's name. And I think we were talking about this with Travis uh, during the break on text messages. When you don't mention someone, Suddenly, everyone loses their mind. It's like he didn't mention so and so. What's going? I mean, we had this with Wanya
1: Morris and Anton Harrison, right, last um,
0: week. And and the joke was, I'd mentioned a lot of talk about Gavin Freeman, and then it's like, well, what's wrong with the well with the experienced guys? Don't know. Probably nothing. But when you ask for guys who have stood out, you know, there's guys that are doing the things you expect them to do. So I, I wouldn't take hearing a lot of good things about Justin Harrington or Billy Bowman to be a, a knock on Key Lawrence from everything I've heard, boy Key Lawrence has been that dude and has really embraced this new coaching has changed his body it's gonna be it's gonna be fun to watch him out there this year. We're about seven days away
1: from really getting an idea of who's impressed at camp as soon as we get a look at that depth chart. I mean, that that's it, right, is how does the coaching staff view these position battles? How are they ultimately going to shake out? We can hear about this young player, this newcomer's done this or that, but ultimately, let's just – let's find out together next week, or let's find out a week from Saturday.
0: Yeah, a week from Saturday. I will say this. Um, I think what, – what was I listening to I don't know. I don't remember if it was Ted. Talk- Everything runs together. I don't remember if it was Ted talking on Saturday night or no, no, no. Uh, it was the Oklahoma breakdown, and uh, one of those questions from coach, or excuse me, from their from their listeners was a freshman who you think might make a difference. And if you look at Tom Lugan Bill's all freshman team across the country, Jaron like Canick
1: is who he included,
0: and. Ted didn't necessarily think that that would be the guy that he would pick. Yeah, I don't think so either. I think it's going to be Jaden Gibson. It's like I was looking – I was kind of digging to see what some other people had about the Cheetah battle, and, I mean, no offense to all Sooners, but they've got, like, Jaron Canick battling with Justin Broyles. I don't, I don't think those are going to be the two guys playing that position. Um, or at least to start a game. I think if you're looking for freshmen who are going to make an impact for this team, you start at wide receiver. I really do. I think that's where you start. Your hope is that these young guys on defense, the Kobe McKenzie's of the world, the Jaron Canics, we loved them in recruiting, but you hope they have a year to where, you know, it's spot play early on, just get them on the field and get their feet wet, and then maybe by later in the season, you know, because, dude, freshman year is hard. There's a reason why you don't have a lot of true freshmen that are on national championship teams are all Americans. I mean, we talked about this with George and Alabama last year. Go back and look at how many first-year players were out there in the championship game.
1: Not many. Kenneth Murray for Oklahoma, his head was – he did a million great things as a true frosh, but his head was spinning a little bit at times as a true freshman. Linebacker is – Teddy's talked about this ad nauseum. If there's one position that does not – typically translate or lend itself to true freshmen coming in and playing right away, linebacker a lot of times is that position. So the idea that Jaron Kanick is going to come in and at either the cheetah or linebacker positions come in and immediately play, boy, he better be real, real special. And physically I think he's there, but mentally just just learning all of the language and just all of the bits and pieces that go into it probably going to be pretty unlikely
0: yeah and it's also you I know this goes against a lot of the recruiting conversations and I'm not trying to say anything negative but you'd kind of like to count on those dudes that have been in the program for a couple of years to be your leaders and the dudes that you can start and that's the way it's looking right now I mean I don't R. Mason Thomas is going to play some on defense and on the defensive line. He's being mentioned a lot, but that doesn't mean that a Reggie Grimes or an Ethan Downs or any of the guys on the Jordan Kelly's. I know Jalen Redmond's battled a few injuries here or there. It doesn't mean they haven't had an amazing camp.
1: Yeah, I mean, you went and got Jeffrey Johnson to Jeffrey, join your program. And
0: Jeffrey Johnson hasn't been mentioned in a couple of weeks. That doesn't mean that he's. Stinks. Right. It's just. I, I wouldn't worry too much about Key Lawrence. I think he's going to have a, a big time season. A couple of other. Quick uh, Air Comfort Solutions text here. Uh, I might need some help on this one, Josh. Maybe we need to ask Parker Thune, who's coming up at noon with the Steelman about this. Can you settle a debate for me? A buddy and I are arguing about Jackson Arnold's style of play. He says he's a dual threat. I say he's a pro. He did find one recruiting profile that calls him a dual threat. But in my opinion, his high school f- uh, stats don't reflect that. Only 55 rushes of his entire career. Um, I'll ask Parker as soon as he gets in. I'll save this one for him. I've – I mean, I think when, when I think of a Jackson Arnold, I think a little bit more like uh, Jason White and a Sam Bradford. And remember Jason White – and I'm not comparing him to that. Gosh, please don't. Chris Plank says, OU Sideline Reporter says, Jackson Arnold will be the next Heisman Trophy winner at OU. But a guy that that can move and has that ability – but you're not getting Kyler Murray. You know, you're not getting maybe even Baker. And, you know, maybe that's a little better comparison. Maybe he's got a little bit of that Baker. Baker wasn't necessarily an incredible runner, but when he did it, it was effective. So, yeah, I think he's got that in the repertoire. I just don't know if you look at him and go, dual threat. Because dual threat now is saved for dudes that, you know, are Lamar Jackson-like, um, Steve Young-like, you know, that just they can tuck it and run at any second. I don't necessarily know if that's Jackson Arnold. But again, I've only watched highlights, haven't had a chance to watch him. And I saw him in person, and he, dude, he looks the part. Holy smokes. If you wanted, if you set a die or a cast of what you wanted a franchise college quarterback to look like, he would look like and be built like and walk like and talk like and act like Jackson Arnold. It's incredible.
1: Just watching the huddle highlights as we speak right now, I mean, Definitely looks like he's trying to throw the football, right? That he wants to stay in the pocket and deliver it downfield if he can. But he's mobile. I mean, when he decides to tuck and run it, he's can be explosive in that department. I don't know that I would probably define him as a quote-unquote dual-threat quarterback by trade. Mm-hmm. But obviously when he decides to tuck and run it, he can be effective that way, too. Till- but, again, we're probably not the right two people to ask.
0: No, um, but I do appreciate you having the confidence in our ability to stammer and uh, give you some perspective on it. Oh, and I like this. Um, Tommy writes, guys, there is no revisiting that needs to happen about Brady. If he doesn't fare well, it's not because of his 10-day ten ba- ten break. It's because father time won again.
1: Yeah, and that's probably right. I- I'm with you. I, I just It'll think- be
0: used incessantly.
1: I just think a- – it Did they Really? I just think to some degree it's a little curious. I've got the uh, page bookmarked, right? I'm coming Mm -hmm. back to this page later.
0: Yeah, yeah, I I like that. But I'll I'll guarantee this. I'll guarantee you this. It'll be a talking point if he struggles. Sure. And and if he's good, it will not get revisited at all. Never be mentioned again. All right. um, Quick break. I really need to. I really need to go through these Air Comfort Solutions texts because there is one that was fantastic about expectations and uh, acknowledgments. We'll get into it next on the Plank Show. <laughs> All right, let's hit, let's hit the best text of the day. You ready? Air Comfort Solutions text line four zero five six five one three four three nine. Is this is this chair broken? Like, are oh, you pretty low, huh? I'm a, I don't like Can you readjust it? A, it? I, every time I do, I feel like it falls lower and lower and lower. So, hold on, let's just do some in studio maintenance. Recalibration. Yeah, that's kind of how it goes. Recalibration. Air Comfort Solutions text line 405 651 3439. This is a great question. A wonderful question. Plank and Josh, at what point in the season? Do you tell yourself, okay, this team is a legit playoff contender? I think we
1: got a good chance to know that coming out of Lincoln, Nebraska. Mm. Now,
0: Good good question. Good question.
1: Let's see how Saturday goes for Nebraska versus Northwestern. But, look, if Oklahoma goes up to Lincoln and absolutely throttles – the Huskers, Mm -hmm. I don't care how good or bad Nebraska is, that's going to be a good sign to raise our eyebrows a little bit to pique the interest. And then, of course, the Texas game. Now, that, of course, hinges upon and is dependent upon what happens, right, between Texas and Alabama. We You know, without seeing any of the results of these other games before Oklahoma meets Texas, it's hard to say, right? I mean, what's Kansas State looking like the first four weeks of the season before you welcome the Wildcats into Norman? I mean, just what we know now before we get into this season, I mean, the the Nebraska game's gonna be important. If Oklahoma wins that by four scores or something, okay, wow, like this OU team's humming on all cylinders. If OU goes down and offers up, serves up a old school Texas beatdown and that game's not close at the Cotton Bowl, those two games I think would be pretty eye opening. I mean,
0: what do you think? Um, so over the weekend, I rewatched, which game was it? It was an SEC game. It was on one of the top, top 20 games for the season, top 25 games that ESPNU was doing. And it was prior to, I think it was a week eight game. No, you know what it was? I know what it was. We we're watching it in its studio. It was Wake Forest, North Carolina. And as we were sitting here, they had their playoff predictor up. And Georgia had the highest percentage to make the playoffs. You know who number two was? Alabama. Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Yeah, I mean, the schedule lends itself to where you got a good shot. You do. So, but no, no, oh, okay, hold on, hold on, pause, let me, sorry. Hold on just a second. This was last year. This was looking into last year's – we were watching North Carolina Wake Forest from last year, and in the middle of the game, they had, here's our all-state playoff predictor. Oh, gotcha. Right, and so that was week eight. I think Wake Forest was 8-0, and Georgia had the highest percentage to make the playoffs, and Oklahoma was number two. So that was like eight, nine weeks into the season. Sooners Sorry. would have been 9-0. Sorry I, I, if I didn't make that clear. Yeah, no, that makes way more sense. But I, I just – listen, I was – On the, hey, guys, they're undefeated. Be happy. This team's historically under Lincoln Riley have improved. Y'all need to calm down and chill out. And, unfortunately, I was proven to be DFW. But, I don't know, Josh. That's a really, really good question. Because last year, the record said playoff team. The play did not. Right? Sure. The record said this team's got a shot. The All-State playoff predictor, eight weeks into the season, I it mean, all said they had a shot, but they couldn't get over the hump. And by the way, this great Baylor team, Oklahoma's not a chance to beat them, which is the funniest part in all of this. And it took a, a, an historic play at the goal line to keep them from losing the Big 12 championship game. But, again, they're the greatest team ever assembled, apparently.
1: And Oklahoma had their chances – to win at Stillwater, too. Yes!
0: So. They dominated the first half of that game. It's, it's Spencer not like, Sanders was very Spencer Sandersy. It's not like Oklahoma was light years away from
1: 12-0. and Now, they did kind of get kicked around a little bit in that fourth quarter against Baylor and Waco. Right. But certainly, Bedlam, they, they could have won that game without the muffed punt of their own. Yep. If Eric Gray doesn't muff that punt, I think OU does win that game.
0: Um, So... I guess my point more than anything else is that's that's hard. That's a tough one. I would you say coming out of Nebraska you'll have a pretty good feel, right? I think that's our first legit
1: indicator. I mean, it's the first legit opponent you have, but if OU goes up there and wins by 10 or 13 points, okay, I don't know that we can take much away from it. If If OU wins really close, okay, yeah, you could maybe take something away in a negative variety there. If OU thrashes Nebraska, if they go up there and just kick those guys around in a game where there's so much desperation for Scott Frost in that program, that is going to wow me a little bit. Hmm. But just in general, week to week, man, I know it's boring and cliche, but if Oklahoma's undefeated, Coming out of the Texas game, okay, well, that's going to be a great indication because guess what? They play some potentially pretty good teams. I, I know we point out that Nebraska was 3-9 and nine last year, but yeah, they did lose eight one-score games, right? So that potentially sets up to be a pretty decent team out of the Big Ten West, so you win that game. I think K-State's going to be a really good Big 12 team. TCU, it's it's another road game down at Fort Worth, so that, if you go win it, is an impressive win. So just getting through the Texas game unscathed would in it and of itself, regardless of how you win. I know we played this game with Oklahoma last year where it's 9-0, and but yeah, you haven't really been that impressive. But if they get through that Texas game unscathed, well, okay, that tells you, yeah, they're in the mix, right? They're in the mix to be a college football playoff contender.
0: Right. I'll say after Texas. You're undefeated the after Texas, jump on my train. Let's go.
1: And I think how they win, if they win at matters. Nebraska,
0: I think is really important. Matters. Absolutely. Positively matters. All right. Um, gosh, it's eleven forty eight. It's a great question. But you also are, you know, there's a lot of different things that go into this. You know, what happens if Notre Dame beats Ohio State to start the season? At those are wrenching things. What happens if Oregon goes and beats Georgia? Those are wrenching things. But I'm just—I'm really, really fascinated by how this is playing out. I really—I'm really fascinated to see how this plays out. Sorry, I was looking at something called the StaffCon scale when it comes to Matt Stafford's injury on the NFL on, on NFL uh, Good Morning Football on the NFL Network. Great question, man. Style, How they play, how they look matters a lot. We've learned that. All right, quick break. We're back to wrap up. Plank Show with a few more of your texts next. One interesting note that just broke. Um, Liberty head coach Hugh Freeze has named Charlie Brewer his starting quarterback. Interesting. That's Brewer's third college football team.
1: That's a pretty good starting quarterback for Liberty.
0: Not bad. From Malik Willis to Charlie Brewer. So... Let's see if I'm. I, I saw someone tweeted this and I just lost it. But if I'm thinking of Big Twelve quarterbacks that have gone on to other places and started, Casey Thompson to Nebraska, right? Uh, Charlie Brewer to Liberty. Um, Oklahoma's backup Chandler couple, Morris. Chandler Morris going to start for TCU. Is that now? That's is a couple that years removed. Well, I mean, there, he said all three quarterbacks. Oh yeah, yeah, play. yeah. We
1: talked about that.
0: Um. Why did I just blank on the SMU starting quarterback from a couple years ago? That, that was at OU. That was a backup. Tanner Mordecai. Tanner Mordecai. Just just be patient. Um, but there's a couple of we'll others. We'll get there. So, in other words, not a, not a bad year for Big 12 quarterbacks moving on to new places and getting an opportunity to, to start. Congratulations to Charlie Brewer. Though, I, Charlie Brewer, it's weird. Kind of his career. I thought he looked great at at Baylor, and then all of a sudden he's just out. Poof, gone. Hmm. Man, there you go. Where's Gary Bohannon at? Oh, US, USF. That's anoma. That's right. Gary Bohannon is at uh South Florida. That's the other one. Was he basically,
1: basically told you think to get lost? What happened?
0: I think they gave the job to Shapen, and he said I'm later. Out. And I think they did that. Because they like their backup quarterback that they have, too. So, in their mind, it was, all right. Upside's better. Right, exactly. A little bit better upside here. So, um, we're moving on. We're moving on. Uh, go go somewhere where you can start, and he has. By the way, he played in the bowl game for him. Gary Bohannon was their starting quarterback in the bowl game. Blake Shapin didn't play in the bowl game.
1: How many quarterbacks have won the Big 12? and then not been the starting quarterback for that team the next year and still been playing college football. Is
0: there anybody else Well uh, for OU? Um, Spencer Rattler? Yeah, but he started. He started. Oh, here's the list I was looking for. I hit most. Um, Casey Thompson, Texas and Nebraska, Gary Bohannon, Baylor to USF, Charlie Brewer, Baylor to Liberty, Matthew Downing. From TCU to Louisiana Tech. And Miles Kendrick is the starting quarterback for New Mexico after transferring from Kansas. Though Brewer did have a stop at Utah in between. So it's like Baylor, Utah to USF.
1: Rattler, South Rattler to Carolina. to South Carolina is another Williams, one. Yeah. USC.
0: Yep, Caleb to USC. I, I mean, listen, I don't necessarily know if we need to include those, but there we go. So, yeah, Big 12 quarterbacks that have gone on to find uh, other jobs elsewhere. That's That's pretty awesome. That's pretty pretty awesome. Pretty pretty. pretty All right, we good. gotta go. Steelman and Thune at noon are coming up next. <laughs> yes, 876. Ah, oh, yeah. We're talking about this year though. Someone's like Trevor Knight. No, we're just looking at mostly this year, maybe <laughs> last year and a half. I mean, if who's we saw- that kid that used to play here that played at AM? and M? Remember that guy that when he transferred out of here? But we we're looking this year, and then I kind of got caught up in the history of OU. who so won that Sugar I apologize. Bowl. Apologize um, for the four hundred two. Oh no, Baker. Baker's going to start. What will Colin Coward ever do with himself? Probably cry himself to sleep. Oh, no, no. It's a game now. It's a game. And it's never ending. Because Baker starts, but then it becomes, well, what's he going to do when the chips are all on the line? Very dramatic pause. Very creepy look at the camera. You know, is he going to be ready to go? Or is he going to be out lollygagging, being around Baker Mayfield? That's what's going to happen that's that's Colin Coward and then if they're 3-0 well you're 3-0 and 3-0 it's not very good you got to be 4-0 and and then when they're I mean it's just that's that's the life of, of getting that job Texas starter at QB doesn't matter the OU defense will make him look like a first round pick stop it 307 this is a whole new era it's a whole new era what are you doing agreed um, and then we got time for one more. I love it that Texas diehards are enamored with a quarterback that hasn't played a down of college football nor any football in three years but argue that OU won't be good because BV hasn't been a head coach before. College football
1: fandom in a nutshell, right there.
0: Well, our coach went 5-7, and seven, and we have a quarterback who's never stepped on the field before, but you suck. We're better. Y'all have a great rest of your Monday. Steelman and Thune at noon or next right here on The Ref.